on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite things in life. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Overthinkers Podcast. Um, yeah, so yeah, this is another installment in the Isolation Diary series, and yeah. Uh, I've been feeling very unmotivated and with little desire to do anything or get anything done. But over like the last two days, I've woken up with like such rush and such burst of energy to like get going and things like that. I'm like back to reading my research papers and back to reading like novels and back to getting excited about like creating content and doing like all this jazzy and interesting stuff. And I'm trying to figure out like why did I get so unmotivated? Like I've literally been unmotivated for about a week now. Just been doing barely enough to just get by like from day to day and things like that. And it's so hard. I think like even for like whether or not you're like a self-proclaimed introvert or a self-proclaimed extrovert or whatever it is that you are, the situation is starting to get to everybody. And I'm just so happy that I believe like I've gotten back like on my stride and into like a like I've gotten back in stride into like a place whereby I can also be productive and kind of like enjoy like this season and this time. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite things in life. So I think top of, I think I had like, so I'll tell you three things that I think are very important to me. One is my faith, which is like my love for God, like being a Christian and all of those kind of things. I talk about like at every point in time that I get. Secondly, would be my like family and friends. I really love them and I care about them like so much. And I've been missing them so much this like last week. It's almost like every single time I'm doing something, I'm like, oh, I need to call this person and do it, tell this person about this. Or, oh, well, I've had to do with this person. So family and friends second. And then I think the third is like my books. I feel like if I'm going to be completely honest, books are my family. They're kind of like the only between second and third because there are days where I'm like, see, all of us should get out. All I want to do is read books. I'll come back and deal with like my family and my friends after i read my book which if i'm going to be completely honest and books get me like so excited and give me like so much joy just talking about them reading them um figuring out like about like themes and things like that and learning about like the artist or the author behind the book and things like that so today i'm going to be talking about like i'm going to be making book recommendations i've kind of like made a list so i'm going to tell you about like my favorite collections of essays some of the short stories that i would like recommend i'm going to talk about like some nigerian books that i feel like everybody should read if you are kind of getting into like nigerian authors and things like that and then self-help books too self-help and personal growth books that i've really enjoyed in the last couple of years and lastly i'm going to have like some really exciting news at the end of the podcast so stay tuned and i hope you enjoy this so um firstly i think i'll start with like my short stories so there's this collection of short stories it's called love is power something like that is by igonu barrett i really like igonu barrett's collections of short stories um everything in love love is power something like that is set in the same like hypothetical town that really does not exist but kind of mirrors some aspects of like nigerian culture and places in the nigerian terrain that you can clearly identify from reading book so every all the stories are set in that town and there's something about like short stories that i usually don't like but you're gonna barrett does it does short stories justice because usually when a short story ends you almost feel like the story hasn't ended like there's so much more to learn about like the characters and there's so much more that that was not being able to be packed into the few pages or the few chapters that is a short story but Gunbarrett does such a good job by resolving 
the stories properly and it does such a good job in love is some love love is power something like that whereby every story kind of has its own beginning like it has its beginning it has its crescendo and then it just kind of ends smoothly and it's very nice and it's like it's such a captivating read i think when i read it i just read it i parched through it like in the whole night i just couldn't put it down because the stories were not linked but maybe because all the stories were set in a particular town in this particular hypothetical town it just made it very interesting and yeah so again barrett love is power something like this very strong recommendation for me then the next one is lambert to lagos i hope i pronounced it properly it is a non-fiction collection from cameroonian and nigerian authors is um is a work by the gut institute in lagos and i really enjoyed them because the stories were very relatable i think one of my most my most interesting stories that i read that stayed with me so long was um written by i think a cameroonian author in the book where it talks about like his daddy issues and what his daddy wanted him to be and things like that i feel like when you start reading like all this kind of like different stories you start realizing that maybe we are all the same and our problems are not unique to where we are or who we are they're almost like there's so much connection that can be made by just reaching out and hearing another person's story and that's what Lambert Lagos does for me um there's another um narration about like the crash of the major airline industry that was started in Africa in 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 Cameroon to basically like um commute and be like the airline for 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 Africa and things like that and how it kind of like deteriorated into nothing and I don't even think it exists today so it was just like powerful moving stories and it was so interesting for me because those stories were real so you could feel like the author you could feel like the love and the openness that the authors poured into the story so strong recommendation then um I'm going to move on to a collection of essays that I really really like and yeah we'll do a little segue on this collection of essays so um when I read this collection of essays, I decided what it is that I want to do for my first book. And that was like maybe 2016. It's still not completed. So nobody should come for me on or a your completed manuscript. I'm taking my time because it's cooking. <laughs> Even though like I kind of like abandoned it for like six, seven months at the stretch. And then I just write a piece and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to share this piece with the world. I'm just going to keep this piece for my air quotes manuscript so um yeah so that book like really inspired me to kind of like the collection of essays really inspired me to kind of like arrive at what it is that i want to do because i don't think that i have enough for a full-length like novel or anything but i have a lot to say on like certain topics and like certain issues so a collection of essays kind of like is something that i've always gravitated towards as what would be my own like mark in the literary world so collection of essays is called the opposite of loneliness essays essays and short stories so i came across this book on like it was on twitter someone just posted it that they read it and then i went and i read i researched so much into the book and then i downloaded the book and i read it i have an e-copy of the book i don't have a physical copy of the book and i've been contemplating like in the last couple of weeks that should i buy an e a physical copy just to carry around because i make so much reference to the book like i keep going back to the collection of essays i i i have literally had the ebook on every phone that i've used since i got the ebook because there are just times whereby i remember something about like the collection of essays and i just want to go back and read it so the author i can't pronounce her name and i don't want to murder her name but um she died after a commencement um after a commencement ceremony in yo she was her boyfriend and her were driving back home to her parents house and her boyfriend dozed off at the steering wheel and then he kind of like had an accident and then she died and yeah so that's sad but um so after that uh lecturers from yo decided to put together a collection of like assignments and 
because she, she was an English major, assignments and work that she had done while she was in university. And that is how The Opposite of Loneliness, um, a collection of essays and short stories came about. And it, it, it's quite interesting because she wrote this, uh, um, the essay, The Opposite of Loneliness. And when she wrote the essay, it was, it was on the Yale website. It was kind of like a uh, bye to Yale and how she felt upon graduation. And as I read like that particular first essay in the book, all I could think about was that I think it was around the period whereby I was transitioning from being a university student into going into the world. And so much of what she was saying was what I was feeling at that point in time, whereby there's a clash between your dream and what is practical, practical and you are leaving the known. Like, like I really, I kind of enjoyed, like I enjoyed like my last, this, the second half of my university experience because I made like friends that were like mine. I joined societies, I joined groups of people that were doing things that I liked. I go into like writing so much more, I go into reading, I go into sharing like all of, all, sharing myself basically with a group of people that were sharing themselves back with me. So I got what she was talking about when she was talking about like family and missing home and all of those kind of things. And there are other like issues that she talks about. Like there's a particular essay that stays with me when she talks about like a gluten allergy and how her mom had treated a gluten allergy since when she was a child how her mom will ensure that she always had like a substitute and sometimes she felt it was embarrassing and she talked about having a pregnancy scare and then realizing the place where her mother's love comes from so it's just like a very reflective collection of short stories and essays and really really like powerful and inspiring read yeah so that's all about the opposite of loneliness essays and a collection of essays and short stories then on to nigerian authors so after i finished my nyc i got this idea in my head that i could be a like a full-time writer i just wanted to like write and i didn't there are th things that I've learned that year that I think I'm going to carry with me for a very long time. As one, writing is something that, yeah, it comes naturally for some people, but at the same time, it's something that you have to learn. You have to hone your skill. Kind of have to have like writing groups, writers groups, and things, writing groups rather, and have people like critique your work and kind of like fine tune like your voice and structure and things like that, which I didn't know that year. All I knew was that I love to read and I thought I had, and I believed that I have a voice or something. Like I, I believed that I had something to say. So I took that whole year off and I wrote, I entered into like a bunch of competitions, some I got rejected. I got so many rejection letters that year. It got so bad. I went and I sent in like a story or something. The next thing I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for my rejection. But what was cool was that at the same time that I got so many rejections, I actually got some few like websites and literally places that were going to publish my work, which which were like high points for me. And sometimes I wonder if after that year, if I didn't decide to make a segue back into like practice of finance and accounting, would I have kind of like grown as a writer? Like something that bugs me and I think about like from time to time. Anytime I'm staring at Excel spreadsheet, I'm like, I'm just tired of this Excel spreadsheet. I'd rather be somewhere closing up with a book or reviewing a book or writing a story right now than looking at the Excel spreadsheet. I just think about it. But like, we're not dwelling on that for too long. One of the major feedback that I got as I began to share my, like my writing with people was, I didn't sound Nigerian and I didn't get that like okay it wasn't even Nigerian it was like my writing didn't sound African and I didn't get that at the point but what what, what stood out to me immediately the day I had a conversation with my mom my mom taught literature for more than 20 years yeah she was a literature teacher in the secondary school for like a very for like 20 years at, at the stretch and she has a first degree and a master's degree in English language so I just like telling her that mommy they keep telling me that my 
stories and African, you know, photo study women. And then she asked me that, what were the first set of books that I read as a child that she got for me? They were in Blighting Books. And I graduated to reading, like, um, Daniel Steele. I read a lot of Barbara Taylor Bradford, The Whole Woman of Substance, like, series in my heart, Clan, Journey, and things like that. My mom and I were like, oh, geez, we used to interchange books and stuff like that. And she started telling me that my voice and what has shaped me as a writer was largely dependent on what I'd read. At that point, I didn't think I'd read a lot of African literature. I'd only read African literature that required reading in like secondary school because I st- I took I was definitely my mom was a literature teacher, so I was taking literature in like secondary school. So I'd read at that point Things Fall Apart. I'd read I think Things Fall Apart is the only one that stands out to me. Oh yeah, I'd read Joys of Motherhood. Joys of me and Joys of Motherhood are like friends. Like I had to study it for three years to write like exams and stuff about it. So what I would became like such a huge part of like secondary school and who I am and like kind of like interpreting Buche Micheta's words and things like that. Other than those two books, I've not really experienced Nigerian or African writers. So that year I started like, I think that was like about 2016. I started like this whole journey whereby I told myself that for like six months, all I was going to do was consume Nigerian or African authors and see like how they write, what their style is like, what their structure is like, and how they tell their stories. So some of the books that I read during that period, and some even after, are what I'm going to share with you now. The first one is The Secret Lives of Baba Segi's Wives by Lola Shoni. I love this book. Anytime someone says, all right, I want to start reading African literature, I'm like, see, the first thing you should read is The Secret Lives of Baba Segi, The Secret Lives of Baba Segi's Wives by Lola Shoni. Because it is funny, it is light, and it passes across the message that it, that he intends to pass across. Like, I, I laughed throughout the book. So I was reading the book, like, in the car with my mom. And my mom goes, all right, what are you reading? I'm like, I'm reading this book. And then I tell her, like, the premise. And she's like, that's so cool. I send it to me. Then she reads it. And then both of us sit down and we have, like, this long conversation about it. Blashani does, like, a really good job of, like, transcending what Ibadan was like, what, like, culture was like, what what women had to deal with, what men had to deal with, and all of those kind of things around like ignorance and 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 coming out of ignorance into the truth and how it kind of like shapes and affects like every single thing that is going around. So Secret Lives of Baba Sege's Wife, I love, love that book. Like anytime I'm like, you need to read the Secret Lives of Baba Sege's Wife. The next one is um, Stay With Me by Ayobami Adebayo. Stay With Me is like, anytime I, Stay With Me is, Stay with me, stayed with me. I know that that's like very cliche, but that story haunts me. Because there are days when I'm just going to be sitting down, I'm like, hmm, could so-so-and-so person in the book have done better? Could he have just told his wife that these were his issues? What would have happened? Would she have married him? Like, I have all these questions that I want to ask. Like, I actually want to meet uh, Bami Adibaya and ask her, please, what inspired this book? And it is, and what inspired this book? And why, have you, why are you leaving me, like, tortured and as, having all these questions? Well, I love Stay With Me. I liked how the book is written. I liked how the story progresses. I liked how you could not predict like what was going to happen next. I like where it started from. I just like like the progression of the story. It's just such a beautifully told told story and it's well written. And I love, love that book. Like that's like my major second recommendation to me. I probably read it in one night. Oh no, I didn't read it in one night. So I read it in a whole day. We're supposed to do market. We went to, I went to the market that day with my mom and my sister. And then when we got to the market, I'm like, see, Buy whatever it is that you want to buy. I'm going to sit in the car and wait for you to come back because I'm not dropping this book. And I just read it like that through the whole day. And it's such a beautiful read. Then the next one is Fine Boys by Helsai Maswen. And um, as I began to read like African authors and Nigerian authors, I 
I was struggling to find a story that reflected my experience in Nigeria or growing up African at that point in time or growing up in Nigeria or living as a middle class in a middle class family in in like Lagos and then I came across fine boys fine boys for me I could find like characters that I had met in university I could find like characters that I could connect with I'm like hmm this kind of tells a story about my life this kind of depicts what I know about like going to uni about like living life and all of those kind of things so I love 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 <clears throat> sorry so I love 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 fine boys and I like how Elsa tells the story I've, I feel like after I finished reading the book and I, and I had the opportunity of meeting someone that went to uni Ben I almost felt like mm, I've gone to Bini now I can get to Bini and like navigate the place because it's very descriptive and at the same time there's there's so much effort committed to like character building so you get to know the characters you can almost feel like by the time you get to the end of the book you feel like the characters are like your friends they're like people that you know people that you can connect with in real life whereas at the same time it's just like whereas at the same time you get to you get to experience like the, you get to experience beneath you get to experience like different seasons that happen how it describes the coming of hamatan and how reading season starts it's such a beautifully written book like i've been waiting i'm like i don't want to put pressure on writers because i'm like between Lalashoni and Elsa, they need to give me like other books, but I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Then the ne- next one is Daughters Will Walk This Path by Yedij Kilanko. I feel like Daughters Will Walk This Path started a conversation in my household. So I read the book and then my sister read the book and my mom read the book and I still have like flashes of the day whereby the three of us, after we had all finished reading the book separately, <coughs> <coughs> We sat at the dining table and we had like this lengthy conversation around like the book and the premise of the book and the issues that were discussed there. And we had like a open, honest conversation. I believe that Daughters Who Walk This Part is like a conversation starter around like um, sexual abuse and sexual assault and actually really talking about what, how it affects your life and how it affects the progress of your life and how it kind of like never goes away really it has like this lasting impact on your life and well as it were like the nigerian society for so long and and even up until now i struggled with how best to deal with these issues you can come up with like stop gaps and things like that but i don't believe that we have really arrived at as a society and how to kind of like nurture and help these people to a place at a point of healing like there's so much work being done but i don't think we've nailed what needs to be not what needs to happen and daughters who work this part just basically talks to, um tells this journey this story that is a journey towards healing a journey towards becoming better a progressive journey about how these things that happen when you're a child has a very lasting impact on your life and i feel like um Yejide Kilanko does a false start at the beginning of the book so the book starts out with sorry I'm going to give you a spoiler here here right now um starts out with um um I think yeah the 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 birth of the second daughter of the family and she's an albino and immediately I automatically I assume that that's what the book is going to be about but by the time you get to like the second chapter the book makes it totally a different segue and it's almost like she a book to highlight multiple issues within our society and how we like kind of like approach a bunch of different things i love that as we walk this part i love the conversations that 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 follows every time we every time i meet someone that has read the book or like the conversation that i just had with my my mom and my sister after like reading the book last book um nigerian book is and after many days 
by Paul. Paul, I don't know his surname and I don't want to murder it, but all the books that I'm talking about are going to be listed in the description of the podcast episode. So, and after many days was the first time I picked up a book and I saw, and I read about a family that felt so much like my family, three children, middle child was a girl, even though we had two boys, two girls rather, and a girl, but it almost felt like, like home in the book. It almost felt like a description of middle class nigeria that i can really connect to and after many days was kind of like it was sad for me i think i cried a little at the end all right everything makes me cry but i cried at the end of and after many days i i had fallen so much in love with like who paul was and his character development and who he was going to be and i could imagine like his future i could imagine everything that could happen to him and i was just sad at how abruptly his life was cut short and i was sad as to how it was cut short for such a stupid reason at the same time and how that is so true as to like those that how that is so true as to things that kind of like happen in nigeria kind of like happen across the world and it just made me really sad but i love the fact that i could connect to a middle class nigerian family in 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 a book written by a nigerian so and after many days i think yes so i'm getting very close to my the end of my list yes so personal personal help self-help books are like for personal growth everybody jokes around that i really love ben hotwitz and i do because um i i never used to read like um self-help books or any of those kind of things what i majorly read were like fiction um non-fiction sometimes and things like that but i never used to read like um battlefield of the mind all of those kind of things i just never used to read them because it used to make me sleep i didn't enjoy them they didn't used to go down well with me but then i came across hard things about hard things um it was at the office someone bought the book and i and i just started flipping through like the pages i like the rap that rap rap lyric that were almost at the beginning of every chapter and i just really liked it and then i read hard things about hard things and hard things about hard things kind of changed how I view business, how I view entrepreneurship and how I how I started approaching my work. And I really, really love the book. And there are times where I just go back to like read particular um, segments, particular um, chapters about the book to just remind myself of what Ben Hotwit delivers. He also has a podcast. Okay, not him, but his, um, his venture capitalist firm has a podcast, A16Z, which I also enjoy listening to. And yeah, I'm actually can kind of powering through his um, current book um what you do is who you are what you do is who you are and with like self-help books and like all these books that have like all these very interesting life lessons i'm learning that you just you don't you you don't read them all at a stretch you you can't just sit down and say see i'm going to finish hard things about hard things in two days sometimes you need to pace yourself you need to kind of like read it digest what it is that they're telling you because it's like you have practical life tools that you need to um take with you so those are my self-help books recommendation then i have one last um segment here or one last category that i wrote down which is called short reads so they are more like novellas really they're just like really short books that you can read in it can be done within under an hour depending on how fast you read and i have to here i have every day by um, for the thief by teju cole and i have on my my sister the serial killer so i really um so i think the thing that caught me with my sister the serial killer was the title i just never seen an Nigerian author writing book with that title before because um i have a whole other problem with like african writing and blah 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 like that which i think 
I'll probably discuss later on with a group of people because I don't want to tackle that issue alone because I'm already biased towards one side. So I need to have the conversation with someone that is going to kind of like balance it out. But um, so much of what we write like as Africans and as Nigerians has been boxed up into a particular field of high intense um, moral of the story, high intense lesson, high intense something. You need to you need to be suffering. You need to be sad. You need to be upset. You need to be unhappy. There's, there needs to be some huge takeaway by the end of the book, and that kind of bugs me because sometimes they're just very simple stories that just need to be told as they are simple, straightforward. End of discussion. Not everybody's suffering. Not everybody's bogged down. Not everybody's sad and things like that. So when I saw um, my sister, my sister, the serial killer, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm just, I just really want to see what this book is about and what it's written about and everything like that. And I read it and I think I read it in like two hours or three hours. I can't remember. Or something shorter than that or in between meetings. Yeah, I read it in between meetings. And I really, really liked the book. I liked how the story progressed. I liked how even in such a short time, you go like, a full view of like the characters you got a full view of how the characters developed into who they were and how they became like who they were and how they became the people that they were basically in the book like i wish that the elder sister made like more interesting choices around like breaking away from the family like i was sad that she was still like there inside the family i just wanted to take her away <laughs> i don't know why but i just really wanted to take her away so i'm dropping spoilers i'm sorry then the next one is every day for um for the thief by tajiko i actually just like the book i like that the book describes the lagos that i know it, the book even made me want to stand up and go and explore places in lagos that i've never been to like jazz hall i don't even think i've still gone to like jazz hall and stuff like that like introduced me to lagos in a way that i've not lived in lagos before because when you've lived in like a place for so long there's so many things that you will not see and so many things that will pass you by that you will not do but those things are like cramped up in every day for the thief and there's they're like other layers of things that are introduced in short a short read i actually read it at work <laughs> like i finished and that day i was just like hmm i'm going to finish all my task very early today and then once i'm done i'm just going to sit down at my desk hide away from the cameras at the office and just kind of finish my everyday for the tip and that's what i did yeah so i have this funny thing whereby i remember like the moment where i was what i was doing whenever i read a book it's just like something that happens to me like i associate like so much so many things to books and you can tell by the sound of my voice like books make me so excited and they make me like so happy to just read to think about to review to talk about with people and things like that and because of how books make me happy i've kind of decided that we're going to be starting a book club yeah it's like all the people clapping and cheering so i don't know how the modalities of the book club is going to go but it's something that people have told me for a while that or you should start a book club or you should just kind of like recommend books that you want us to read together and have discussions on so we'll be starting a book club i'm going to be putting like putting out like details in the coming weeks on the on my instagram channel for the podcast whereby we'll be talking about like we'll kind of figure it out together like what do we want to do do we want to have a book for the month do we want to have like a live ig session to like kind of like reveal the book at the end of the month how do we vote for the books that we read and all of those kind of interesting things because i want i've always wanted to do it and i've always found a reason not to and i'm like see the world may or may not be ending because that's how i choose to look at this pandemic that the world may or may not be ending and given that let's just let me just take the plunge and just do something like really that something that i've always wanted to do so welcome to the overthinkers book club 
Yay! I'm clapping. And yeah, we'll see how it goes from here. So I think I've spoken and I've rambled on about a lot of books for so long. So if you read any of these books, just reach out to me and talk to me about like what your opinion were about the book. If you enjoyed the book, if it's a book that you're going to go back to reading again, or if it's a book that you actually enjoyed reading and you recommend to another person. Yeah, so that's about it for this episode. I've shared with you my love for books and all things about like writing and creating like stories. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys if you ever read the books. And yeah, you can also send me recommendations of books that I should be reading and authors that I should be checking out. And so that's all about it. Yeah. So stay true, stay blessed, stay you. Most importantly, stay sane. If you miss a person, pick up your phone and call them and have like a really interesting conversation with them. Um, Don't forget to eat. Don't forget to drink lots and lots of water. And until next time, goodbye.